So thriving in today's fast-paced world of change and disruption requires innovation. Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that explores the ins and outs of innovation with raw stories, real insights, and practical advice from the best and brightest in the world of startups and innovation. Each week, we'll bring you the latest ideas in lean startup, design thinking, corporate venture capital, and more. Now, let's get started. All right, Brian, we're back at it today. Man, you always like these intros, don't you? I like I like, <laughs> I like kicking things off well. I like starting strong. And today we're starting strong uh, with an interview that I did when I was at the Economist Innovation Forum up in Chicago a while back. Uh, and specifically, I got the opportunity to speak with Celeste Hinkleman, who was in attendance. Uh, Celeste is the strategic marketing manager for Konica Minolta. Uh, you may remember Konica Minolta specifically with the cameras and printers and lasers. Uh, there's so much more than that nowadays. Still a 40,000 uh, employee company uh, based originally out of Japan, but in about 50 countries now. And specifically, Celeste runs the marketing for the Business Innovation Center, or the BIC, which you'll hear her talk quite a bit about. And in our interview, we got into a lot about how they even got started. And so especially if you're someone who's listening and you're thinking about starting your own innovation lab or innovation hub, this is exactly the episode for you. Yeah, I like a lot about this interview that you'll hear in a couple of minutes. The uh, thing that stood out for me is obviously take a listen to how Konica Minolta is actually reaching out to startups uh, and the, how they're actually building a community around that uh, to help favor and move their innovation forward. Yep, and if you're one of those startups, she actually gives you a tip at the end if you want to go pitch Konica Minolta. Make sure you listen to her advice there. So let's get into it. So take me back to the beginning of the Business Innovation Center. What did it look like from, from the very start? It looked like a big empty box. Um, so our vice president, Eka Zahasi, basically was given keys to a building in Silicon Valley and told to build out an innovation center. Um, and she has an extensive history in building innovation within companies, including PayPal and eBay. Um, so she got right to work. Um, our first year of existence was primarily built on building the strategy for the market. Um, so that's a lot of understanding the trends, talking to customers, and figuring out how we can align our core business with what's needed in the industry, not only today, but where we see it going in the next, you know, 20 years. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we're kind of in our second year of existence and we're executing on what we did the first year. Um, so we have several investments, we're building out partnerships, uh, we're working with universities, startups, other corporations. Very cool. So uh, one of the things that our listeners are always interested in, uh, since many of them are startups or corporate innovators looking to learn from startups, is that exact thing that you mentioned, which is partnering with startups or investments. Uh, tell me a little bit more about what, Kana what Kanaka Minolta is doing today with startups. 
So right now we are doing several different things. Um, so we've invested in several startups. Uh, we primarily invest at this point in seed to series A. Um, we're looking for startups with very solid IP um, that are going to grow with us. Um, so some of our startups that we've invested in um, are in the robotics space. We also have healthcare investments, office automation. So we basically um, invest in companies that we are gonna grow and we provide them with global access, customer access, ability to scale, financing. Um, you know, we, we're here for the long haul with them. So when Konica Minolta is looking to innovate, you, know, you, you have that time old question of do we do it inside ourselves or do we go out and do we partner with one of these startups or invest in them? Can you walk me through a little bit about the decision-making process or how you decide when to take it on internally and when you look externally? It's a very interesting question. Um, So as I mentioned, we have five global BICs and each of those are run kind of independently. And what's interesting is if you ask that question to different BICs, you get completely different answers. So I don't think it's necessarily a Conoco Minolta perspective as much as it is um, a BIC North American. Uh, Here we lean typically towards build is better than buy. Um, We see that as contributing to agility, ability to be nimble, and also going in where we already have proof of concept. We are investing, you know, with people who already have trust in the market. Um, And we will, of course, further that with our own pilots. Um, Singapore is one of our other BICs, and they build a lot of it in-house. So it's definitely dependent on the geography and the um, kind of direction that each BIC is setting for itself. If an organization is thinking about starting something like a BIC or an innovation lab or a hub or whatever you want to call it, What are some of the lessons learned that you've had, uh, either in starting it in in these first two years or in partnership with startups? Any advice that you would give to them to uh, help them get off on the right foot? So I think there's kind of two approaches to this. One is understanding how to connect externally with startups, and the other is understanding how to bring your culture to innovation. Uh, One of the things we believe is you can't create a sustainable change unless you create the culture that will allow it to grow. Um, So I think what we've seen internally is a lot of education is needed. You know, as I mentioned, we are a really traditional company. A lot of our team across the globe isn't familiar with robotics, isn't familiar with IoT. Um, So we've implemented several programs that provide kind of training for them, whether that's through podcasts or webinars. Um, We hold innovation contests. So I think one of the key lessons is it starts internally. Um, In terms of connecting with startups, I think one of the biggest things for us in Silicon Valley is getting on the ground, getting your name out there. Um, So that's everything from utilizing the personal connections of our team to partnering with accelerators, hosting events. Um, You know, we really... Uh, especially at Conoco Minolta, we really have to get our name out there in a way that's synonymous with innovation and not our traditional core products. Now, Celeste, you hit upon it a little bit about the talent of the teams of the startups. You talked about it before about how you need to continue to have more uh, culture focused Mm -hmm. of innovation across the board. Mm -hmm. Have you seen any particular characteristics or or talents or things that, that help you understand if somebody's going to be a great fit within the BIC or going to be a great fit among an innovative product team or an innovative startup? Well, I think for the BIC, 
um, especially, we are at the in intersection of kind of corporate and startup. Um, so I think it's really finding someone who loves the challenge to bridge the gap. Um, it's someone who really gets excited to, you know, teach people what they know, but it's somebody who's really passionate about what it means to be innovative, someone who's forward thinking. Um, I always like to say I'd love to work with quirky and weird people. Um, I send out, or several people on our teams often send out fun memes with our emails. Um, so it's just, you know, it's basically someone you want to be around, someone who's pleasant and someone knows the industry and wakes up every day asking, what can I do to further that? So what are some of the things that you're thinking about over the next 12 months to continue to help us all think when we see Konica Minolta means innovation? Well, so we have some really exciting product launches coming up. Um, I can't talk about them yet, um, but we have five verticals. So we focus in robotics, healthcare, IoT, enterprise, and office of the future. Um, and several of those we'll be doing go-to-market testing with um, and releasing products within each of them. Um, so I think, you know, at this stage, the way we're getting our name out there is by getting proof out there. We're getting our products in front of customers. Now, do you have any of these projects that you can talk about uh, and give us a sneak peek on? I thought I saw some tweets about some serving robot or something yeah. there. <laughs> can, can, you, can you give us a peek behind the magic curtain? So there's kind of two things we're doing. One is our own investments, our own launches and pilots. The other is our partnerships. Um, so with Savvy Oak, uh, Savvy Oak is this really awesome hospitality robot, which basically delivers uh, commodities that you would need as a hotel guest right to your room. Um, so that's one of our partnerships. Uh, so before we launch anything internally, we work with them. Um, so it's a pilot right now. So far, it's been uh, going very well, I would say. Um, we've actually helped them install robots at a couple a uh, couple hotels um, by using our existing service department. Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm a startup and I want to approach Konica Minolta because I've got an amazing idea in Internet of Things, robotics, what are some of the things that you're going to look for to decide if I'm a good partner or if I'm even worth looking at? Well, I think, you know, we are interested in a startup that's going to or a product that is going to grow um, so one of the key things we look for is a strong ip um, we want to make sure that if we invest in you we're going to be able to stay competitive um, beyond that we want you know a solid team to help grow i think that's pretty much what any venture capitalist is going to echo um, but being able to show not only that you have the product but the internal capabilities to see it through is really important to us um, and finally as a strategic investor we do want to see that it aligns with our strategy moving forward, something that we'd be able to support via our existing customer base, our existing infrastructure. Um, and that's, you know, not directly aligned necessarily with printers, um, but with the expertise that we've built from existing in that industry. So I really enjoyed uh, that opportunity to talk to Celeste. Uh, one of the things that I think came out really important to me was as how do they think through specifically should they build or should they partner or should they buy and, and what you hear is they're doing a lot of different things they know the areas that they want to invest in and something that wasn't specifically in the clips that she said is they specifically looked at some of their core competencies they had apparently for instance uh, working on printers and copiers uh, like their past translates pretty well into working on robots as well. So understanding that they might have a natural affinity towards that allowed them to start to say, cool, what are some of the other opportunities out there in robotics? Yeah. 
I think the other thing that was interesting to me was, uh, again, talking about how do you actually engage with startups and how do you actually get involved in startup communities? How do you get connected? You know, they're an old school brand, you know, with old school types of products. How do you uh, engage with startups and, and position yourself as an innovative brand? Um, and, and, again, doing things like, uh, you know, not only investing in startups, but you know, having a variety of different activities. Events, partnering with accelerators, exactly. all of those sorts of things. Yeah, they're really trying to get themselves out there. And so I think that's a good lesson too, because I think a lot of corporations think we're amazing. We've got all these clients, we've got all this money. Startups are just gonna beat a path to our door. Uh, but corporations do have to get out there too, mm-hmm. especially when you're in a competitive area like Silicon Valley. Exactly. Well, that's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Reach out and let us know uh, what you're thinking. Uh, Give us your feedback. Uh, You can reach us on Twitter at the IO Podcast. And if you have 30 seconds to spare, please, we'd love to hear from you on iTunes as well. Go over there, review us, uh, give us uh, an opportunity to uh, earn your trust and business, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Until next time, go out and innovate.